Welcome to Renegade Paradise, the official podcast of the Charleston chapter of Democratic Socialists of America. Renegade Paradise is a news, commentary, and educational forum based on socialist analysis from activists here on the ground in the Low Country who are actively working to build a society and economy run by the working class. This is Taylor Allred. I use he, him pronouns, and I am co-chair of Charleston DSA's Eco-Socialist Working Group. In this episode, I'll be reading an adapted version of a speech I delivered recently at Sunrise Movement rallies in North Charleston and Columbia in support of the Congressional Federal Jobs Guarantee Pledge started by Representative Ayanna Presley. With well over 200 dues-paying members, Charleston DSA is one of the fastest-growing local chapters of Democratic Socialists of America, which is the nation's largest socialist organization, with nearly 100,000 members. DSA is a 501c4 nonprofit organization that believes working people should run both the economy and society democratically to meet human needs and not to make profits for an elite few. We are a political and activist organization, not a party. Through campus and community-based chapters, DSA members use a variety of tactics, from legislative to direct action, to fight for reforms that empower working people. And there are few reforms that could fundamentally shift the balance of power to the working class as much as a federal jobs guarantee which is a first pillar of the Green New Deal. One of the many reasons I became a socialist organizer is that climate change and environmental injustice cannot be solved by the same system that created these problems, namely capitalism. The core drive of capitalism is the maximization of profit and the concentration of ever greater wealth into ever fewer hands through private ownership of land and other means of production. All useful economic value is created by labor and wealthy capitalist profits amount to unpaid wages that were extorted from the working class, who have no choice but to sell countless hours of their lives for survival, if they are lucky enough to find a job that pays a living wage. As a radical union leader Big Bill Haywood said about a century ago, if one man has a dollar he didn't work for, some other man worked for a dollar he didn't get. Much like the feudal system before it, Capitalism as a system of political economy is centrally based on unequal private property privileges that are ultimately enforced by state violence so that an elite few can force the vast majority to work for their benefit and on their terms, and if we want the right to live on their planet, it's only by the grace of their noble largesse. Along with expropriating labor value, capitalists also race to exploit natural resources which Marx described as a free gift to capital, with society at large and the future of humanity having to bear the public costs of scarcity and environmental degradation as economic externalities to private profit for the wealthy. Labor represents the metabolism of humanity and nature, and Marx was one of the first scholars to describe the unsustainable metabolic rift between commodity exchange value which includes natural resources like mineral rights, versus use value that depends on labor. Someone has to perform labor to make resources practically useful and increase their exchange value for the capitalists. Because of capitalists' relentless drive to compete with each other to amass the greatest wealth and the power that comes with such economies of scale, 
Capitalism inherently demands indefinite exponential growth in resource exploitation as profits are continually reinvested. Cable news and other capitalist propaganda would like to keep us accustomed to expecting compound growth in GDP year after year, even though it clearly can't go on forever on our finite planet, and we're already depleting far more resources than it can sustain. Just as capitalism reduces workers to a commodity and alienates us from core aspects of our human nature, it also alienates society's system of production from the mechanisms of natural ecology, and it alienates the natural sciences from addressing the root cause of ecological collapse. The profitable technological solutions proposed under capitalism, like geoengineering and carbon capture and luxury electric vehicles, they all inevitably shift costs somewhere else, often to be realized by future generations in unforeseen forms. The rise of industrial agriculture is a good historical example, in which rapid nutrient depletion in the soil of early capitalist Europe was answered not by removing the profit incentive to overwork the land, but with global conquest and centuries of human bondage and imperialist guano trade in the 19th century, and now millions of tons of chemical fertilizers that wash into waterways every year and drive algal blooms that deplete dissolved oxygen and lead to massive fish kills. The chemical-laden fish farming industry is another good example, which purported to be a sustainable answer to overfishing, but is now one of the main global drivers of fish kills and declining biodiversity. Another good example is carbon cap and trade schemes like in Europe that drive unsustainable, inefficient, and dirty forms of energy, like wood pulp biomass power plants fueled by the clear-cutting of forests for profit in the southeastern U.S. and other countries under different rules. Like with agriculture, the future sustainability of our energy and transportation systems requires that we think beyond capitalism and fix the root cause of the climate crisis. Capitalism is not only cruel, but also simply unsustainable. There are no technocratic solutions to regulate the capitalist system into sustainability or justice. From the beginning of their creation by 19th century robber barons, governmental business regulations have always been designed to give private power an illusory sheen of public accountability. Those with the most at stake and the most resources invariably seize control of government oversight bodies in a phenomenon known today as regulatory capture. The concept was first described by Thomas Wharton Phillips, an oil tycoon and banker who owned essentially an entire town in Pennsylvania and persuaded Congress to create the first Federal Industrial Commission and confirm him as its inaugural chair. Through philanthropic grants, wealthy capitalists also control most of the major environmental organizations today much like they do in their controlled opposition strategy of donating to both Republicans and Democrats. That's one of the main reasons why DSA is entirely funded through member dues, so we'll stay accountable to the working class and not the capitalist class. The only way we're going to prevent the worst-case climate scenarios is through bottom-up organizing for policies that empower the working class to democratically control our economy for the common good. As inequality and ecological collapse continue to worsen, there will be more civil unrest and refugees, and the capitalists will continue to respond with greater imperial military force and authoritarian measures to control every aspect of civil society that they can. 
They will continue to build up the police forces that were originally created to catch enslaved people who had escaped, and later to protect railroad wealth, bust unions, enforce Jim Crow laws, assassinate civil rights and labor leaders, and fill up private prisons. They will continue to tell us that climate change is an individual sin, to be absolved with luxury green consumerism. They will elevate the virtue and green saviorism of tech billionaires with carbon footprints the size of small countries. They will tell us that the problem is population growth in the global south, and we need to protect our borders. They will tell us that those less productive people are in the way of critical resources needed by the civilized West for the future of humanity. They will tell us that they regret to say, we need depopulation measures. You can probably see where this is going. The paths ahead of us are clear. Capitalism is a snake eating its own tail, and it will inevitably lead either to socialism or eco-fascism. It's up to us to make sure it isn't the latter. I believe climate change is the main catalyst that will bring about the end of neoliberal capitalism. And we have limited time to take action and determine what comes next. I think another important catalyst is automation which will increasingly undercut low to medium wage workers and decimate the ranks of the mass consumer market that has propelled capitalism's meteoric economic growth. If the people democratically controlled the means of production, we could invest in automation for the common good and reduce working hours while improving living conditions. On the other hand, if we let the capitalists continue to control the economy while they replace enough workers to the point that keeping most of us alive on a dying planet is no longer profitable, it could be disastrous. The greatest power held by the working class is organized labor. As observed in another great quote from Bill Haywood, if the workers are organized, all they have to do is put their hands in their pockets and they've got the capitalist class whipped. There is no technological barrier to full employment and a living wage, but the capitalist class has always depended on artificial scarcity to maintain power. Starting with the closing of the commons in 17th century England, as capitalism was being spawned through genocidal, colonial mercantilism, and slavery. In late feudal agricultural societies, early capitalists forced peasants into hellish factory jobs by taking away their ability to support themselves off the land. Today, Capitalists use artificial job scarcity as a weapon to force us to compete with each other to work for less pay, more hours, and worse conditions. Through a federal good jobs guarantee, we can strip the capitalist class of this deadly weapon. Labor unions would have much greater leverage to push for better working conditions and a more democratic society if there were always a good backup job available. Guaranteeing everyone a living wage would fundamentally shift the balance of power from the capitalist class to the working class. Another game-changing reform that's currently in play is the Protecting the Right to Organize Act, also known as the PRO Act, which has already passed in the House of Representatives. It would outlaw numerous union-busting tactics and so-called right-to-work laws and is the best strategic path forward for ultimately passing a Green New Deal that includes a federal green jobs guarantee. DSA's national eco-socialist and labor working groups are currently in high gear focusing on our PROACT campaign all across the country, and we could really use your help to get this priority legislation passed. Our main tactic is calling voters in states with Democratic senators that have not yet committed to supporting the PROACT. In our first week alone, DSA members made more than half a million calls to connect people with Capitol Hill switchboards to leave their senators' messages supporting the PROACT. 
please reach out if you're interested in learning more or helping out. Each phone banking shift includes a training at the beginning, and we use an online dialer app so we don't have to use our own personal phone numbers. If you want to help, but phone banking isn't your thing, you can also sign up for a text banking shift, and we can connect you with many more opportunities to help out if you're interested. Charleston DSA is excited to see the recent growth in Columbia DSA and in the Sunrise Movement all over our state. We are committed to working together as comrades for environmental justice and working class empowerment. Through political education, direct action, mutual aid, electoral politics, and other grassroots strategies, we can and will transform our society and economy to work sustainably and democratically for the working class rather than for the very costly profits of an elite few. A better world is possible. Join us. Thanks, y'all. Solidarity forever. Stand up, all victims of oppression, for the tyrants fear your might. Don't cling so hard to your possessions, for you have nothing if you have no Exploitation, those who have taken that.